Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Huzzo and the Commish, 13th episode of the third season. We got a very special one for you. Uh, no interview once again as we look forward to uh, the last two matchups of the 2022 season. I am, as always, Ryan Cuzzo Elias. Joining me is Brendan the Commissioner Richardi. What's going on, Kamesh? I'm, I'm glad that you didn't say joining you from the Happy Valley because it's a pretty sad valley right now after that uh, that unfortunate loss that we'll get to the standings later, likely ended the season once again for the Commissioner. But, you know, I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that I'm pretty much just in this league to – do cousin and the commission and not participate in the playoffs just so I can cover it from an unbiased perspective, you know? And we really all do appreciate your sacrifice commission. Um, and speaking of that, I mean, I think that we can just roll it right into our primetime weekly recap. And, I mean, first I want to give you guys a shout out for that pork butt on, uh, on Saturday though. Man. Uh, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. Real Sensational. Good and uh, yeah, we we, stri- we started to do an outdoor show a little bit, then realized it was freezing. So yeah, yeah, making up for lost time here. That happens sometimes. Well, with that being said, let's let's break down Commission's game in our primetime weekly recap. Uh, starting it out, as we always do, with the butthole clencher of the week. It is the Zoidberg Zoo taking down big ACC foe Kamish and the Watford Imperialist by .95 points this week. 128.85 to 127.09. My God, this was definitely a clencher. Unfortunately, much sealed the season for Kamish right here. Uh, leading the way for the zoo, it was Austin Eckler with 25 points. Real good game from him. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Derek Carr, both 20 as well. Uh, what went wrong here, Kamesh? I mean, at the end of the day, it really just came down to the fact <clears throat> that my kicker, you know, a guy on the Steelers jumped off sides. He wasn't, you know, his field goal uh, didn't end up happening because they, they kept the drive going and I lost because of a kick. But at the end of the day, you know, we just we really just didn't execute. Jacoby Myers got hurt uh, and missed a lot of the game, and it's really been just a you know a, a common theme for the team this year. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe Wallingford as a whole is cursed. Maybe we just have to start over and uh, and just move away somewhere far away to just start fresh. You know, and uh, maybe like be you know from like Alaska or something. That's right. I, I might like that one. You know, we can come visit you out in Alaska. Be nice and cold. They got they got all kinds of good stuff out there. So far, you can do pretty much whatever you want. And, uh, nobody will know. Yeah, it's you know it's football weather all season long. It's something that we need. But I don't know. It's just like when will the pain and suffering end? I don't know. This was an okay performance by the team this week. I'm not going to sit here and yell at them for you know 127 points. Christian Watson is just a touchdown catching machine. And really, this game would have been close if it wasn't for Reed Blankenship taking the worst route I've ever seen and uh, and letting Watson run right by him for a long touchdown. But as they say in, uh, I, f- I forget what movie, I think it might have been Moneyball. Um, not, probably not Moneyball. It's The Hope That Kills You. 
That's right. That's right. Great movie. Uh, Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, real fat. Man. Great Not enough. Large, large man. But yeah, no, good performance by Carter's team. I mean, he was he was a little top heavy. Um, I I felt okay when Dawson Knox had three in the first game and Stevens had twenty on Thanksgiving, but. Tip the cap. Uh, I still won my free dumplings from Carter because I, I took the the season series. So it is what it is. He can have the playoffs. Very well, very well. Final score there: the Zoidberg Zoo one twenty eight eight five, the Imperialist one twenty seven zero. All right, we will move on here to the butthole blood. We are unfortunately going to stay in the show here because the Bureau got absolutely smoked by a red hot, suddenly red hot IRS team. And Drew Robinson, 27 from Amon St. Brown, 26 from Garrett Wilson, 20 from Michael Pittman. What a wide receiver trio, man. That's a combined 73 points from three receivers. And then Nick Bolton staying hot at the linebacker position, 20.75. Good week for the IRS because what went wrong for the Bureau? Uh, it's just one of those weeks, pretty much, Kamesh. We have been on a uh, seven-game heater, a seven-game heater for the Bureau, and you know, sometimes it's going to crash down. It all depends on how we bounce back this week. And uh, unfortunately, it's not looking too good, but we'll talk about that. Fair credit to Drew's team. I bet he's asking himself where that was earlier on this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, he started hot, then got ice cold, and all of a sudden he's back into it. So it's it's pretty interesting. Um, for your team here, you know, it really – it wasn't terrible. It was just like the Mahomes and, and Juju, like the Rams were so bad that they didn't have to score a lot. So they just didn't. Uh, Leonard Fournette being out definitely is not helping the case. I I am not at all worried about you yet. I mean, you've already locked up your spot. At this point, you're just playing for that first-round bye. Indeed, Kamesh, indeed. All right, as as for the IRS, as mentioned, you know, besides the wide receiver core, I mean, everybody but his kicker scored double digits, 156. uh, And and it's a great team when you have DeAndre Swift, George Pickens, and Traylon Burks all on the bench. So, uh, you know, the IRS are suddenly hot. Not out of the race yet, but we will talk about that more in the standings check for now. It's a 156.45 to 104 win for the IRS. That's right. Our next matchup of Week 12. It was the Bison City Lake Effect taking down the Collegeville Cash Flow King by a final score of 175.85 to 150.34. Just an offensive explosion for both sides here, but the, but the Lake Effect... Once again, just a bit. This one, I just spent 25 points. It's not just a bit, but nonetheless, leading the way for the Lake Effect, Justin Jefferson continues his stellar season with 29 and some change. Uh, he also got 29 from Chris Godwin and 28.76 from Justin Herbert. Just a great game, top to bottom. Uh, save for Christian Kirk. He's getting 23 out of his defensive player. I mean, this is just this is just a beast of a lineup and um and with josh jacobs on the bench scoring 50 points yeah you're leaving a 50 burger on the bench and you still score 175 points it's no secret why this team has emerged as you know one of the top contenders and rashad white's emergence i hate you know for your sake as a leonard fournette owner but he looks really good so (laughs) we're not exactly gonna rush lenny back uh josh jacobs has probably earned his right back into the lineup for for Jacob and I think the key to all this is going to be the fact that Justin Herbert he's definitely still banged up in some way 
but uh, that was easily his best performance of the season last week against the Cardinals. So we'll see if he's able to keep that up. But good performance from the Lake Effect. Really no holes on this team to complain about. I mean, Travis Kelsey had, if you want to call it a down week, you know, he averaged 22 points a game, so he had 15. Yeah, it's just, just this is just the monster lineup. Really not looking forward to matching this weekend. Uh, let's, let's chop it up. I mean, the, the cash flow came with really respectable week at 100 points. That's that's more than you can ask for most weeks. Um, real solid game from Kyler Murray, 25 and some change, and uh, a couple guys with 20 here: Nick Chubb, EK Metcalf, and Derwin James Jr. But just not enough for the offensive onslaught that the uh, late effect brought with him this weekend. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of good defense performances. People are realizing defense wins Clancy Bowls. And, man, for Ari, it's going to be frustrating because you have been waiting for players not named Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb to step up for a while now. You finally get 25 from Kyler, 20 from DK, 20 from, from Derwin, and all of a sudden you're still losing by 25 points. Real tough pill to swallow, but uh, we're getting close to the standings check. But, you know, it's not the end of the world for Ari here. Not at all. Final score there, Lake Effect 170.85, Cashflow Kings 150.4. All right, next up on the list here, we have the upset of the week. It was Owen Salisbury and the Blue Tigers giving it to Chris Durienzi and the North Philly Neanderthals in the battle of, where do they live now? Um, South Philly? Or do they live in North Philly? Philly. The Mulder matchup. Battle of Philadelphia. We saw Owen wear his Eagles jacket and Eagles hat this weekend. Uh, really Sorry. great. The man, 154 from the Blue Tigers. Miles Sanders, big night against the Packers, 31 points. Game was kind of over at that point uh, already, but he also had James Conner with 21, Jonathan Taylor 18, one of the more underrated running back trios in the league with James Conner healthy. I would, excuse me, I would argue. And now he's getting Jamar Chase back this week. He's got Keenan Allen. Two, I hate to say it. I don't even know if I hate to say it. This season's really not that bad. They got Brian Robinson, too. No, not at all. And only one game back of the Neanderthals now in the division. This could really shape up to be a wild one uh, in the last two weeks. Here. Let's break it the end there. Yeah. With that 117-7-1. Uh, you know, respectable game from Lamar with 23. And and pretty good game from DeAndre Hopkins with 20.2. But really nothing that catches your eye anywhere else there is and scores Tyreek with 15 is great, uh, but that's you know, see the guys, the guys that are doing better than that around him. He really didn't get it this week in a game that he, you know, if he wins this, if he would have won that game, the division's pretty much put away. Yeah, yeah, I would be. I mean, dude, he's six and six, man. That's crazy with the with the type of talent here. You got to really think it falls on management. But Christian McCaffrey a little banged up. I don't think Deontay Foreman has taken that leap into being like the RB two that Chris probably imagined he would be um and then you know aj brown has been playing better i still think in some way he's a little banged up i I don't know he just hasn't been right uh lately i mean ever since that pittsburgh game he's been you know he's been he's been down to earth but deandre hopkins uh he he had a good week he you know hollywood being back is not gonna help him but yeah man it's it's hard not to be nervous if you're chris made even if you Note at the bottom of your heart, you're better than Owen. Like it, the standings, man, it's it's not over yet. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, 
All right, final score in this one, we had 154.29 for the Blue Tigers to 117.71 for North Philly. That's right. In our next matchup, it's the Dover Eliminators continuing their hot streak, taking down the worst team in the league by far, the Swathmore Rocks, 119.57 to 96.07. This one was not close. Geno Smith still ain't right back. 19.32 points. T.E. Higgins, 24.4. And C.D. Lamb, the Dallas Cowboys, keep getting the dump for these Demonators. 19.2 points. Demonators, I don't know what what they put in their Wheaties a couple weeks ago back when they were 1-6, but, man, this team has ripped off a couple in a row. Uh, even getting zero from Juwan Johnson, you know, he won this game comfortably. Uh, before I talk about Holmes' team, I think this game is probably more about Snyder's team. 96 points. 31 of those were from Jalen Hurts. That's like a little less than a third of his, his roster. Uh, you know, the point totals came from Jalen Hurts. Uh, I, I Travis Etienne get, got hurt, so I'm, I'm not going to make fun of him in this part. But, like, when you have the wide receiver-wide receiver combo of Alan Lazard and Paris Campbell, man, that is brutal. That is that, that is just so, rough. Like the only people, you know, DJ Moore and Alan Robinson, you know, on the bench. Robinson's done for the year, man. Like he sold when he traded Jamar Chase because Drake London's was not doing very well either. Yeah, that's just just uh, you know it comes down to man here. What can we? What can we? What more is there to say about this uh, Rock team house for man past couple of years? But uh, you know. I think they're just looking to hit the links, put a bad season behind them, and look to avoid drinking at next year's draft. Yeah, yeah, and, and Hellman, you know, I think this is a very talented roster. They actually didn't play that well this week, so got kind of fortunate with who he was playing. But, you know, it's a good win for him, and he is right in the middle of this race now. That's right. Final score there, Demonator is 119.57. The Rocks, 96.07. All right, last game on the list. I wouldn't necessarily really call this an upset, uh, but the Schenectady Shekels took it to Lee Holbert in the state Penn Jailbirds this week. Let's talk some Shekels first off, uh, and he got some good performances. No really great performances, but Samaje Pirine uh, in place of the injured Joe Mixon, who was on the Jailbirds, which made it really even more of like a fuck you that, that Holbert had, a, or that uh, that Holbert let Jason, you know, have Pirine 19 points. Devontae had 15, Tua had 15, but no, you know, no worries. Deshaun Watson is here to save the day. Yeah, that's pretty bananas. I, I don't even want to get started. It's just bananas that he's going to be on the Shackles roster, probably heading into the playoffs. We'll see about that. Uh, as for the Jailbirds, 29 points from Josh Allen, seven from Gabe Davis, kind of got things started on Thursday. But man, it was not pretty outside of that, outside of. Josh Allen with 29. No one on the team had more than 12. An 85-point week for the Jailbird. They left Zage Jones with 27 points on the bench. I know that the Jailbirds are in a playoff spot right now, but, man, this team is not good. I've been on well, the Well, it's certainly up and down. Uh, really helped me out getting that win. I wish I could have pulled it out against Derby, but um, I'm still pretty scared about this team. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, he needs to get Joe Mixon back in a big way. He also needs J.K. Dobbins back. <laughs> he could be back this week, uh, so that's encouraging. But uh, I think that now leads us into our standings check. 
So I'll get you started with the football conference because it's a little bit less complicated there, but more complicated than we thought going back a couple weeks. Start off with the NFC East. It's the Elias Sports Bureau at 9-3. and three. Behind them, the State Penn Jailbirds at 7-5 and five, and the IRS at 5-7. and seven. So we're going to break this down from a fundamental standpoint. The only member of this conference that has officially punched their ticket is the Bureau. So they start off uh, as right now they would be the one seed. The Jailbirds are 7-5 with the IRS 5-7. and seven. They will play each other this week. And the interesting thing about this is that as of right now, Drew has more points than Holbert by about 50. So if Drew were to beat Holbert this week, Holbert would need to, you know, if, if they end with the same record as of right now, Drew would win that. So that's definitely wide open. That that calls for a big game this week. Um, we'll move on to the love letters here. Even closer now, man, we got Chris and the North Philly Neanderthals at 6-6, six and six, the Blue Tigers at 5-7, and seven, and then Snyder, the embarrassment of the league so far this year, uh, at 2-10. and 10. But, man, it's the same thing. The Blue Tigers, they are not going to beat the Neanderthals in the total points four because as of right now, Chris has 1,600, Owen has 1,270. So that's a pretty, pretty wide gap there. But, hey, at the end of the day, their records are one game apart. So – the only way for Owen to make it is he's got to finish with a better record, um, which is not impossible, but it's it's unlikely at this point. And so playoff start right now, it would be Chris taking on Holbert in the, the uh, first round for the right to play the Bureau in the championship game. All righty, moving it on over to the Kosher Kush Conference. The Beer Bug Line Division, it's the Bison City Lake Effect sitting on the top at 7-5. and five. Uh, They've really proven themselves to be pretty much the cream of uh, their division and their conference so far this year. And uh, they're sitting at 7-5, also with the most points in the entire league at 1,640. In second place in the Beer Bug Line, technically tied, but behind in point differential is connected to the Shekels, also at 75 uh, and at the bottom, rounding it out, only one game back, hot on everybody's tail, the Collegeville Cash Flow Kings at 6-6. Six and six. In the Big ACC, it's the Zoyberg Zoo at 7-5 and five as well, leading the way and followed closely by Dover Demonators on just absolute air bounce back in this league. In this division, uh, only one game back there of the division lead, the Kamish and the Wallingford Imperialists sitting at seven. The playoffs were to start. It would be the Bison City Lake Effect, Jacob Canauer with the bye, uh, playing the winner of the Zoyberg Zoo and Schenectady Shekels. However, the Dover Demonators have a higher point differential. Verified. They have more points for than the Shackles. So if they were to finish with the same record, I would assume that the Dover and the Demonators still had more points for or a higher point differential. They would advance and the Shackles would stay home. So definitely something to look out for there, folks, as we uh, get into the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, and I think, I mean, as it says on here, I have like a 4% chance to make the playoffs. I would basically need, at this point, uh, there is a way. I crunch the numbers just because I'm a psychopath. Uh, I make fun of my team. <laughs> but I'm still, you know, I'm still in it till the end. There is a way that, so in this situation, Carter would end at 9-5. and five. 
every other team would be seven and seven. <laughs> and then I would, uh, in this situation, I would have to you know score a lot of points for it to work. But it would be me, Carter, and Jacob making the playoffs. If like I think I need like eight different games to go my way. <laughs> hey, listen, we're in it till the end though. And and the crazy thing is, you know, I I make you know McLaughlin makes that field goal, and I'm sitting you know in second place or whatever. And out of nowhere, I am close to the Ridley Bowl as well. Yeah. Oh, that's just bananas. Crazy how this league works. You can't make this up. A lot of five, sixes, and sevens in my conference. Sounds like uh, sounds like Snyder's roster of women. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty funny. Well, yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the uh, week 13 matchup, starting out with our game of the week this week. It's a big ACC matchup. The Zoidberg Zoo and the Dover Demonators throwing down. Uh, and what's a real big one for the fate of that division and that conference playoff race. Decent quarterback matchup, Geno Smith and Derek Carr, uh, respectively, for each team. The Zoo's got a slight edge right now. Um, I'll tell you what, though, Commission, I'm liking the Demonators to stay hot and take this one. Look for a big game from Tony Pollard. Yeah, this game intrigues me because Carter wins, the division's over, Carter's going to the playoffs. Uh, Hellman wins, and all of a sudden they are both tied at 7-6. and six. Uh, Depending on the point differential, Carter will likely still be in the lead, but, you know, still depends on that. It's going up and down the roster. <clears throat> it actually is crazy to me that Carter has a team good enough that Mike Evans is just sitting on the bench, just chilling there because he's got – Debo Samuel and Jalen Waddle there. Uh, we'll, we'll go back to something we haven't done in a little while. We'll, we'll pick our, our one guy on each team here. The fact that Ramondre Stevenson has somehow ma- made Bill Belichick believe in, like, the, you know, the every down running back type thing. Like, I know he, he had nine receptions last week, but he's getting all the touches. Uh, and I look for him to have a good, good night against Buffalo, where it's apparently very windy tonight. Windy. Let's see, for the Demonators, uh, let's go. The guy that got a walk-off touchdown against me, let's go CD. All right, you heard it there, you heard it there folks. Heard it there first, folks. There you go. All right, next matchup on the list here, we have a interleague matchup between the best team in the Kosher Crush Conference and the best team in the football conference. It's not usual this late in the season. We have potential Clancy Bowl matchup. But here we are with the Lake Effect and the Bureau. So let's dive right in to this matchup here as I stall while the laptop is loading. Break it in. Some things to watch in this matchup here. Let's go the Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey matchup. Of course, Mahomes on the Bureau and Travis Kelsey on the Lake Effect here. You know, it's going to be a good key for you if Mahomes can get the ball to other receivers such as Juju Smith's shoes. So what do you think? Yeah, it's going to be huge for me uh, this week. Mahomes and Juju to be the uh, real big connection in this one, although my hopes are not super high this matchup as well. Yeah, man, this is a good team. you got Josh Jacobs back in the lineup here. Uh is Leonard Fournette planning on playing? Is that is that where we're at right now? That's that's what I'm seeing so far. 
Well, yeah, that's another interesting dynamic because he has the backup Rashad White. So uh, that's I would say the keys to this game are that, and then you know which Bucks running back produces. But uh, I guess I didn't do a prediction the first game. I will be taking the Lake effect here. I think. I mean, this team has projected 148 points. That's crazy. That's right. I'm taking myself, but cautiously. I have the zoo in the first game, by the way. Good. I took the Demonators to stay hot. Our next matchup of week 13 is the Schenectady Shackles taking the Collegeville Cashflow Kings. Big playoff matchup here uh, in the Beer Bud Wine Division. Good quarterback matchup. Jimmy G for the Cashflow Kings. Deshaun Watson making a turn for the Shackles. Uh, this one figured to be a close one. I'm interested to see what Deshaun does this week. Man. Deshaun Watson, it's kind of fucked the NFL decided to just, oh, we'll just randomly suspend him 11 games so his first game can be in Houston. Like, come on. Please make it, like, less obvious that you want ratings. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Schenectady Shekels prison squad here is starting to come together. They had a great week last week, I'm pretty sure. That was decent. Oh, well, great, great week two weeks ago. Um, I just I, I do think that the Shekels are the better team here. Uh, it looks like Kyle, so Kyle Murray's on a bye, so Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is going to be the starter. You know what? I'm going to go with the Collegeville Cashville Kings here because Deshaun Watson needs to assault women while Jimmy G just walks in and every girl's pants just fall down. I'm with you there. I'm taking the Cashville Kings here. All right. Let's see. Players to watch. Let's go with four. Um. We'll go Adam Thielen has earned the start at the flex spot. Looks like who's getting the boot? Either Latavius Murray or uh, I don't even know who's getting the boot here, but, you know, get a little white receiver love here. As for the shekels, and, well, he's got I mean, he's got George Kittle with Jimmy Garoppolo. George Kittle, uh, yet he's been kind of inconsistent, but he has three 20-point games this year, so we'll see what he can do in a potential shootout with the Dolphins. That's right. That's the thing to see what's going to happen uh, in that one. But I am still going to cash flow game. All right. A sneaky good game this week. The IRS of the state Penn Jailbirds, because if Drew wins this game, it's a one-point differential going in – or one-win differential going into the final week. Najee Harris is questionable. Now, I'm curious to see what Drew does if Najee is out, because Chuba Hubbard's on a bye week, and his only other running back – he could go with either Deion Jackson, who was the backup when Taylor was hurt, doesn't play normally, or he starts DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Very likely possibility. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I think that for him, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson as my player to watch because it seems like Garrett Wilson is just a stud when it's not Zach Wilson as his quarterback. Um, so I'll look at that. As for the Jailbirds, man, we'll see. I, hmm. I think – I think if Mixon is out again and Mike Williams is out again, he's probably going to lose again. I mean, he's projected 94 points. I would, I would really like that. So I'm going to go with the IRS as well. And uh, Amon Ra is my player. All right. All right. Looks like uh, we got our next okay. matchup of week 13. Commission, the Imperialists taking on the Neanderthals uh, in, you know, but it's really a big game for, for the Neanderthals here to uh, keep Owen at bay. 
decent matchup here. He's going to need Lamar to have a big game for him against Denver, I think. Yeah, in Baltimore. So I like Lamar for my player to watch. and uh, I look, But I like the Imperialists for the upset here just because I like drama. Yeah, I mean, I, I need this game, obviously not as bad as Chris does, but to try and stay out of the Ridley Bowl and keep what little playoff hopes I have alive. I actually don't feel terrible about the squad this week. It's a shame to get Hollywood Brown back, have a good game, and then have him go on a bye week immediately. Kind of funny that the whole DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood saga between Chris and I, they're on bye week the week we play each other. It's pretty funny. But, you know, Christian Watson's been really good. Him and Aaron Jones are playing Justin Fields, so hopefully it can be a nice little <laughs> uh, I, I am excited for the opportunity, if Najee Harris is out, to give Jalen Warren the start. I, I really like what I've, I've seen from him. I think this is a winnable game. I think Chris's team has a lot of talent, but they're 6-6 six and six just for, you know, for a reason. And if I can do anything to create chaos and you know just keep my chances of not coming in last place alive, I'm going to do that. Amen, brother. I'm not looking forward to facing AJ Brown because he's, you know, facing the Titans in a revenge game. So that'll be my player to watch. As for my own team, let's. Uh, I mean, I need if a if a healthy Justin Fields comes to play, then you know that's a game changer. Absolutely, man. I got the uh, imperialists in this one. Likewise. All right, last game of the week here. We have the Blue Tigers taking on the Swarthmore Rocks. And, man, the Blue Tigers have a golden opportunity here to get themselves within a game of – actually, they would have they could potentially have the same record as Chris. So let's break this thing down. Travis Etienne listed as questionable right now. Not really sure if he's going to play or not after his injury. Uh, Snyder is starting someone named Daniel Bellinger, mm-hmm. uh, who has not played since week seven. Uh, in the tight end spot, so he definitely exists. Uh, looking at the Blue Tigers, we're given Brian Robinson to start with James Conner on a bye week. You know, this team, man, it's starting to come together a little bit. If Jamar Chase can play, I got the Blue Tigers, and I got this as the butthole blowout of the week presented by IBM Watson. Yeah, I like the Tigers, and I ain't even going to be close. Um <laughs> I like Jamar. Big week from Jamar. But I, I like the Tigers in the route. All right. Well, looks like uh, looks like we're done here with what will be our um, penultimate week preview of regular season games. You like that word right there? I, yeah, it's the 50-cent word right there. That's a great one. That one. It's all the time we have, folks. Myself, Ryan, because of Elias, for Brendan, the coach for Charlie, has been Cuzzo and the Commission presented by the Delco Media Group. Oh.